Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, the marathon mom is going back to Boston. When I first started running marathons, just for fun, because it was, you know, a bucket list item. And then, of course, I, I fell in love with it. You know, everyone said, oh, you have to do Boston, you have to do Boston. And, and so finally I did. And it was certainly fun. And then we had um, our first baby, um, I, you know, nine months after that. And then as I continued to do more marathons and, and get faster and, you know, get various accolades along the way, I thought, well, hey, if I can get in an elite to to these world-class races, you know, hey, Boston would be great. A new Canadian record in the half marathon. It was really special, you know. I've, I've been saying for many years now that I wanted to break the um, Canadian half marathon record, and and uh, over the past couple of years, it, it's been broken by other people, and it's been getting progressively harder to break, and... So um, it was really something that I've been working towards. So it was um, a pretty, pretty cool moment to cross the line and know that I had um, accomplished something that I'd worked really hard for. And closing in on 100 half marathons. My husband was a runner before he met me, and I was quite overweight, and exercise was never a part of our lives. And then we decided one year to get a treadmill for Christmas and try and change our lives. And we thought this treadmill is either going to do great things for us or it's going to be a really expensive clothes hanger. <laughs> and thankfully, it was the first that it was uh, going to change our lives. And after we had it about a month, we thought, let's do a half marathon. And so we signed up for our first half marathon about six months after we bought our treadmill and after the first one we were hooked on this edition of i run radio canadian olympian krista duchene will be with us she'll talk about why she's going to be running boston again this spring natasha wodak just broke the canadian record in the half marathon in houston and we'll talk to a runner who along with her husband is about to run her 100th half marathon let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of i run ben kaplan hello ben Hey there. How are you this week? Oh, feeling good. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of running. Okay. Have you been doing a lot of running? Yeah. You know, it, the the weather's been <laughs> funny. It sort of goes up and down, but I'm sticking with it pretty good, you know, and I'm good looking for forward to, yeah, I had a really, really, really peak sort of like emotional thing last, last Sunday. I did an 8K with my eight-year-old daughter. Oh, wow. We were running. Oh, man. And we're running together. And, you know, at some point I was wondering, am I pushing her too far? Is this too much? You know, is this me doing? Yeah, you know, it's cold yeah. out there. I don't know. 8K is pretty far to go. And, 8K you know. for an eight-year-old. Yeah. And, Good and, for and her. So, Fantastic. So, yeah. And, you know, so we're at like... We're, we're rounding 7K, and it's clear to me that she that it was a good idea, and she did it, and she's feeling strong. You know, she didn't cry on the way or anything like that. You know, no no real problem. She didn't really complain at all. She just sort of enjoyed it. In fact, I gave her my earbuds because she likes doing it like that. And but then so many people were complimenting her that she wanted to take the earbuds off so she could hear and you know and go back and forth. With she could feel runners. the love. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted to feel the love, and but anyway, so we're we're, we're sort of coming. It's it's very clear to me that that we're going to do this. It's a good idea and all that, 
and I'm trying to explain it to her, and I'm just saying, Esme, I'm so proud of you, and it's just so wonderful, and I really didn't want to push you, and I didn't know what I was doing, and, you know, we're out here, and it just means so much to me, and she says, it's okay, Dad, you did good, and so I sort of grab my hand, and it's like, wow, you wow. know, we crossed the finish line, yeah, man, yeah. Going to remember that for a little while, I think. I know, and I, I really love that, because that thing with the earbuds happened, and that's a perfect you know, anecdote to describe her experience, that she loves running with the music, but so many people were complimenting her that she took the music off so she yeah. could hear them all. So, you know, that's our community. Those are runners. You know, and all runners, when you see a little kid out there running and you say something to them, you know, it means a lot. So keep doing it. And uh, thank you to the people that were out there last Sunday to me and my daughter. That's a, such a nice story. Forget. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you Thank know, you, I was laughing after I asked you that question because it, uh, you know, it, it, it's a it's a question only runners would ask each other. But oh, you've been running a lot lately, you know. Like, <laughs> so if you're if you're not if you're not a runner, you're probably listening to this thinking what what kind of question is that? You know, of course he's been running a lot lately. He's a runner. Anyway, yeah, this is what we do. Yeah, this is what we do. But, uh, I also uh, yeah, have been was... running a lot lately. Just for the record, yeah. Because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Combination of the two. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring up that story about your daughter, because this is such a great time for Canadian women in running. And we are going to talk to three incredible women on the podcast and show today. We're going to talk to Krista Duchesne, who's going back to Boston to run the Boston Marathon again two years after she finished third there. Uh, and I will remind people, I love this part of her story. The first time Krista Duchesne ran the Boston Marathon, she qualified like everybody else and ran as an amateur runner. She didn't know yeah. she was going to the Olympics at that time, right? So yeah. it's a great story. Uh, Natasha Wodak, of course, just broke the Canadian record in the half marathon, and she's going to be with us. And we're going to talk to a woman who is now on the verge of completing 100 half marathons along with her husband. Mm. So lots of inspiration there for Esme, your daughter, and for all the other girls and women who are listening, and guys, too. We all, we all take inspiration from people like Krista Duchesne, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And then, yeah. of course, there's also another record that has been broken, right? Uh, the, the marathon record has been broken again for women in Canada. After it wasn't broken for almost 30 years, it's been broken several times now in the last year uh, or two. And uh, we're thinking probably on next week's show that we're going to talk to uh, the woman, Melindy Elmore, who broke that record. Yeah, and, you know, she's also one of these inspiring people. She's got a full-time job. She's got kids. She's got all of these things. And she, you know, uh, out there doing extraordinary things. So, you know, different people listening, you you never know. People are doing really wonderful things just by not giving up. And, you know, that's what we aim to do following their footsteps. Yeah. And this is an Olympic year. Let's not overlook that. So we're going to get to see some terrific Canadian runners competing in Tokyo this summer. And I could not be more excited about that. Uh, And Krista and I have talked about the fact that uh, it wasn't so long ago, you know, we're talking eight years ago, that there were men at the Olympics in the marathon and no Canadian women and now there's competition for the spots for the Canadian women. There's probably five or six or seven different women who could go to the Olympics for Canada, and they're going to have to choose from among that group, right? 
Yeah, there's actually a really nice story up on our website that sort of breaks down the jostling for these positions. So, you know, it seems like every single weekend now another woman breaks another record and is either going to the Olympics or another record falls. I mean, great time to be a runner, great time to be a race fan. Terrific. All right, Ben, enjoy running with your daughter. That is the best story I've heard this week. I really appreciate that. Uh, Relish that. Cherish it. Thank you for being with us this week. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it, my friend. Ben Kaplan, iRun's editor and general manager. Coming up next, Canadian Olympian Krista Duchesne. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. Complete, on a continuous basis, the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon des Neiges of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Krista Duchesne is a Canadian Olympian and also iRun's marathon mom. Two years ago, she put in a historic performance to finish third in the Boston Marathon, and she's going back this year. Krista, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. So you're going back to Boston. This is exciting. Yes, I am. Third year in a row. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what went into that decision, and then we can reminisce a little bit about uh, that great Boston performance of a couple of years ago. Well, this time it was pretty straightforward and logical in terms of the fact that a top 10 will give me the standards um, to be eligible for selection for the Olympic team. And then the other is just, you know, I, I can get a, an appearance bonus. And then there's the incentive of the Masters Prize purse being quite good at this race. So um, those were the two factors that seemed pretty logical and um that's why I decided to do this race again. Yeah, so it shows that as an elite runner, a lot of factors go into the decisions you make about where to race. And of course, you can't do a marathon every weekend. You're only going to do uh, a couple a year. Uh, and so you have to think carefully, right? Exactly. And I mean, I'm 43 years old. I have a son who's almost 14, and he's going to be going to college or university in the next, you know, five years. So I have to think about that. And um, also, it's a considerable time commitment. So I kind of need a little bit of an income with the job to prove that I can call it a job, to be honest. Um, You know, making the Olympic team was phenomenal, and my public speaking and broadcasting has, you know, been advanced because of that. But uh, to be honest, at the end of the day, you're not really getting uh, a paycheck when you cross the finish line. Yeah, so let's talk about the Olympics. Uh, obviously, uh, if you if you feel like there's a chance that you could go back to the Olympics this year, and this is part of your decision, tell us about that. Well, let's just say, first of all, that it is much different than four years ago when it was only Lanny Marchand and I. Uh, there were a few women maybe that had the potential that could make the standard, but it was pretty given that we would be selected for the team and then that third spot was empty. But this time it's an entirely different story, which is phenomenal because I was the first woman in 20 years to make that Olympic standard when I did. And, you know, Sylvia Ruger's record stood for 28 years and now we've seen it um, held by three different women with Melinda Elmore getting it just most recently on the weekend. So it's an entirely different game and it's great that we've got that depth 
So, um, yeah, definitely a top 10 gives me the um, eligibility to be selected. And, you know, all of the athletes that go to the Olympic Games have to be healthy. And um, we know that with marathoning, things can go wrong. And um, unfortunately, those that are selected may not be able to go. So, I'm keeping all of my options open, and there are, you know, several other women who have um, the potential to run well this spring, and, um, you know, anything can happen. I think after the weekend, it's pretty clear who will probably make the team, uh, Dana Pitoreski having already secured her spot, and then Rachel Cliff with her fast time, 226, which was a Canadian record, and then Melinda Almore now running 224. Yeah, so it's a crowded field, obviously, and as you say, that speaks to how uh, the, the Canadian women's running has evolved, doesn't it? Uh, we uh, once upon a time there was nobody going to the Olympics. Now there's uh, there's a bunch of different people who can, and there's competition for those spots. Exactly, and back in 2012, it was Eric Gillis, Dylan Wikes, and Reed Colsat, and no women went. And you know, it's refreshing and rewarding and exciting and all of those things that we have um it's about the women this time right that's what the storylines are about of course there are you know great stories on the men's side with trevor hoffbauer and you know rookies like rory and then you know uh veterans like reed that are, are still making the attempt but the hot story right now is canadian women and distance running and you know i'm i'm proud that i you know maybe had some part of a role in kind of giving those women the idea years ago that, yes, we can we can send a full team for many years to come. You had a huge part in that, no question about it. And uh, a big part of the story, too, was your Boston performance a couple of years ago when you finished third on that very, very cold and rainy day. I was there, too, running as well. Um, what, what, now that a couple of years have passed, almost, uh, what are some of your memories from that day? Well, I mean, I think the fact that anything um, can go right and anything can go wrong. I mean, that day, um, I think definitely having done several weeks and months of training in a Canadian winter prepared me for those conditions. So I didn't really think too much about it. Whereas for some of those women who are from, you know, East Africa or who train in warmer climates, they weren't prepared for that at all. So that was, you know, obviously a little scare for them. And it showed in the results that their bodies just couldn't handle it that day and you know that's what is neat about the marathon it's not necessarily just about speed but it's about um strength and being prepared for the conditions of the day and you know the next year was completely opposite for me I wasn't prepared for the heat and humidity that we had in Boston in 2019 and so those that could handle that they, they did well and I just kind of cruise to the finish and, and, you know, call it a fun weekend, and that was about it. Yeah, and I know you did mention in what you wrote for IREN magazine at IREN.ca, you mentioned the fact that your husband and three children were there with you, and so it was a different kind of experience, right? So, uh, and I know you're, you're all about uh, being grateful for the opportunities you have, and you're at a point in your career where um, uh, who knows what will happen next and, and how many more races or uh, chances to compete in the Olympics you have. So you're, you're looking at all of this, uh, I know, from talking to you in the past, with a great deal of, of optimism and gratitude, and, and you're, you're able to kind of experience these things without getting too hung up on the result of the race, right? Exactly. I mean, there are many points of my career that I could say are key highlights, and when people ask me that question, I have to think about it. That's 
that's an honor, right? I'm blessed that I can say, you know, in 2016, I was an Olympian. I was national champion two months later in Toronto at my favorite marathon. And then I was third at the Boston Marathon. And, um, you know, all of these, these special memories that I can um, be grateful for and, and continue to to keep running and enjoy the sport. And I know I'm not going to... Um, you keep at the sport if it starts to become a chore or a task or I'm not motivated, but, um, you know, exciting things are, are happening yet ahead. And, um, I mean, I was honored to be on the Olympic team. I absolutely loved it. I would definitely love to do that again, and I'm certainly giving it a good try. But there's also other, you know, races that I want to compete in as well in, in the next couple of years. Like, well, I can still compete at, at an elite level. And what are some of those races? Do you have particular events in mind that you'd like to do? I mean, I would love to do all the world majors. I still have to do New York City, Chicago, and Tokyo. And I know Tokyo will be the really difficult one to get in. But, um, you know, th- there's there's a couple of races right there. And, um, you know, the fact that we still kind of say about two a year is something that I still stick with. Yet last year I did three, and that seemed to work out okay. I just kind of gave myself a second chance after the disappointment in Boston. But, um, yeah, you know, that, that takes me you know that's a couple of years to get those in so um at the same time i'm still just kind of taking it one marathon at a time and whatever comes i'm just going to enjoy it thoroughly now uh, let's talk a little bit more about boston from the perspective we've shared this before but uh the fact that you finished third in a race and the first time you ran that race you qualified uh, the same way that I and thousands of other Canadian runners have qualified. You were not an elite runner. You went there as an amateur athlete. And then years later, uh, you you actually competed as an elite athlete and finished third in the Boston Marathon. I, I just love that story. Yeah, it's interesting because I know when I first started running marathons, just for fun, because it was you know, a bucket list item. And then, of course, I, I fell in love with it. You know, everyone said, oh, you have to do Boston. You have to do Boston. And and so finally I did. And it was certainly fun. And then we had um, our first baby, um, I, you know, nine months after that. And then as I continued to do more marathons and, and get faster and, you know, get various accolades along the way I thought well hey if I can get in an elite to to these world-class races you know hey Boston would be great and knowing that um it doesn't count as a a a record in terms of you know back when Lanny and I were going after the Canadian record it was a good one to do kind of in in that time when records are weren't a goal of mine so I knew when I turned 40, I thought, well, that would be a perfect race to do, given especially, you know, there's that Masters prize money that, um, you know, is appealing to me. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. tell me, uh, you're a role model, I think, for so many Canadian runners who look at you uh, as, you know, someone who is juggling life and running, uh, just like they are. You you work, you have a family, uh, you're devoted to your family, you have your faith, and you have running. Uh, what advice do you give to women who are amateur runners but, but uh, facing the same challenges that you are as they train for a 10K, a half marathon, or a marathon? Um, I think that, one, you need to know the hat that you're wearing at the time. So I know when my kids were young and I was still nursing them and that kind of thing, I thought when I'm with 
my kids or my baby. I want to enjoy that and not be thinking, oh, I wish I was out running with my friends. At the same time, when I was running, I wasn't going to allow myself to feel guilty, like, oh, maybe I should be back with the baby or cut my run short. No, I was going to thoroughly enjoy being out with them. So I think that has helped. And another thing is to to let things go. Um, you know, we don't have to juggle all the balls perfectly and have this perfectly clean house and, you know, every single grocery item in the fridge with nothing missing. And, you know, when you train your kids when they're young to help out and do the work around the house, you're able to rely on them for those things that you just can't do at all. So on Thursday nights, I'm really busy because I coach my daughter's hockey team and then my son has swimming. So by the time we get back home, my older son is usually home that night. It's usually a free night for him. And, you know, I've started dinner. He gets it finished, ready, put on the table. Then my husband's home. And, you know, it's definitely teamwork and relying on others to help you, um, you know, juggle the balls. Yeah. Very well said. Well, Krista, it's great to see you doing so well and uh, with another chance to run Boston and maybe get consideration for the Olympics once again. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Always a pleasure. That's Canadian Olympian Krista Duchesne. Coming up next, a new Canadian record in the half marathon. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. Complete, on a continuous basis, the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon des Neiges of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. At a half-marathon race in Houston last weekend, Natasha Wodak set a new Canadian record, finishing in one hour, nine minutes, and 41 seconds. Natasha, welcome to iRun Radio. Thank you for having me. Good to be back. And I am looking at a picture of you at the finish line uh, with a huge smile on your face, and you're pointing up at your time, and uh, look, that must have been a, a great moment. Yes, it was uh, It was really special. You know, I've, I've been saying for many years now that I wanted to break the um, Canadian half marathon record. And, and uh, over the past couple of years, it's, it's been broken by other people and it's been getting progressively harder to break. And so um, it was really something that I've been working towards. So it was um, a pretty, pretty cool moment to cross the line and know that I had um, accomplished something that I'd worked really hard for. Yeah, and not only did you break the record, but you're the first woman in from Canada ever to run a half marathon in less than 70 minutes, which is pretty cool. Yes, 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 very cool. You know, I was saying to my, you know, actually my partner was saying to me that, you know, the record will, you know, likely be broken again by someone else, but no one can take away from me that I'm the first woman to run under 70, and, and that's really... Um, really something pretty cool that I get to keep forever. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, I've never thought yeah. of that. But when yeah. when you're the first to do something, that doesn't change. You, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exact- yeah. yeah, and I have no doubt the record will be lowered um, within the next, you know, who knows, even the next few months, uh, but definitely within the next couple of years, for sure. Yeah, what's going on right now? Because we, for a long time in in running in Canada, records were not being broken. The the men's marathon record stood for a long time. The women's marathon record stood for a long time. Uh, now it seems mm-hmm. like 
it's happening a lot more frequently. So obviously that speaks to the caliber of runners that are that are competing for Canada right now. Yeah, it's a really exciting time to be um, a distance runner in Canada, um, especially a female distance runner in Canada. I mean, just we I think we just keep feeding off each other and you know, we keep inspiring each other and it's uh it's a really cool running community and you know as that picture that I posted at the finish line that, that was I think we were celebrating Melindy's finish and all the girls that had round the half, the Canadian girls were there. Even though we're all competitors, at the end we're all celebrating each other and that's it's just a really special uh group of women in, in the running community right now. And can you describe that dynamic a little more? Because it it seems from from talking to you and to others uh, that uh, there is obviously competition, and when and when there is competition, you all get faster. You're, uh, it's almost like if somebody breaks a record, it's more likely someone else is going to follow up and break it as well, because because you've made it seem possible to them, and they 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 want to accept the challenge and that sort of thing. But at the same time, you all do get along and support each other. I guess seeing, you know, we see each other here in BC, you know, some of us girls, we train together sometimes, we run together. And when you're, you know, you see one of your your friends and your teammates doing something, you think, well, you know, I can run with them. I can do some training sessions with them. I can, I can do that too. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's been a huge thing. And like, you know, with, with Sarah Inglis, you know, she – she and I have done quite a bit of training together and uh, her training sessions have been equal, if not superior to mine um, over the past few months. And her PV was one twelve twenty. So, you know, I, I think that that gave her the confidence, like, well, if Natasha can run, you know, one ten thirty last year and she's going for sub 70, I absolutely can. And, you know, I, I'm glad that, you know, she went for it. She ran one ten twenty, and I had no doubt that, she could she could break seventy, um, and it's really cool that we can you know work together and see what each other are doing and be like yeah I can you know I can do that too I I just you know I need to work hard and we need to work together and encourage each other and you know we can get it done so but it definitely is really um, a group a special group of women you know for example after the race Emily Setlack who also ran a personal best one eleven forty I believe. Um, she went and, and bought me some, some special chocolate to say congratulations. And it was something small, but I thought it was very sweet and very thoughtful. You know, that's just the kind of girls that we have in our elite running group. That's special. That's very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah. Are you allowed to eat the chocolates, though? Is, is that part of it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You know what? You have to, you have to read the, uh, the most recent uh, article I did with Canadian Running on what Natasha Woodard eats in a day, and that definitely involves chocolate. Okay, great. <laughs> Not just as a as a treat for doing well. I eat chocolate almost every day. <laughs> oh, good for you! Right on. So uh, it's all about balance. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about the race itself. Can you just walk us through it and and uh, tell us how it went? Yeah, of course. Um, I was very fortunate the day before the race to be sitting next to um, a guy named Joey who was pacing the men's marathon 219 group. I was sitting next to him at the technical meeting and I said, oh, I said, well, what, what pace is that? And he's like, oh, it's about, um, you know, 318 kilometers. And I thought, oh, wow, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want to run. 
And the, the marathon runs with us for about 12 and a half K. And I said to him, I said, well, can I, can I jump in with that group? And he's like, absolutely. And so I knew going into the race, I knew I wanted to run sub 70. I knew um, I needed to be between 1620 and 1633 to 5k. And I was like, in order to do that, to run that hard, you have to have you have to have a lot of mental energy left at the end. And in order to have that, you have to be able to shut your mind off for the first 10K. So what a gift it was to have this group to just trust completely and, and latch on. And that's exactly what I did. I found Joey right away. I found his group, and I stuck in there. And the splits were perfect, 16-22, 16-23 for the first um, two 5Ks. And I was running, like, right behind him, and there was a good group of women there. And then they peeled off around 12 and a half K, and I found myself sort of leading um, a small group, myself and Laura Sweet, uh, who I know, she's an American girl. And I said, all right, Laura, like, let's do this. And we continued to run together side by side for a few K, and then found another, you know, another guy that was kind of on his own, and I latched onto him. And, and I just, I kept thinking, you know, you gotta, you got to use all the people you can. you got to work together. It's tough. And then around 14K, we hit the wind. Um, it was a pretty strong headwind, pretty gusty. And um, I was behind this guy, and he started to slow, and there was another group of four women about 30 meters ahead. And I thought, you've just got to go and latch on. You've got to get up to those girls to go to get through this wind. So that's what I did. I, like, went around the guy, and, and I knew that there was a few other girls with me, and Sarah Inglis was there, and I, and I turned around, and I said, Sarah! She's like, I'm here. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of funny because I couldn't see her, but I was like, I knew I, I, she needed to come with me. We needed to get on that group. So that's what we did. And, and we got there and, you know, we kind of latched on to this group of women. And Molly Huddle was in that group. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm running with Molly Huddle. This is so cool. <laughs> um, and so it was really gusty and, and windy through, through that area. Um, and just when it started to get hard, there comes local Vancouver runner and mile to marathon coach, Tony, Tony T. And he just takes charge and is running right in front of us. And I'm like, this is like another gift. Here is this guy I know from home that just sort of came out of nowhere in the hardest part of the race and is helping us. So it was, it was pretty, I mean, you know, pretty incredible as with the amount of support I had throughout the race and the women working together and, and all these, you know, guys helping us and, so latched on and, and I felt really strong and it wasn't until about 2K to go that I, I started to hit the wall and, and some of those girls in that group started to, to surge ahead and um, I just stayed strong and I knew that I was going to, I knew that I had given myself enough cushion at 10K that even if I lost, you know, 10 seconds or so in through that wind that I was likely going to run sub 70. So I just powered through to the finish line and I was I was very happy to see that not only was I sub 70, but that I was 20 seconds under. And, you know, I, I, uh, I, I almost started to cry because it was, um, don't know quite how to put it into words, but it was a very surreal moment. It was almost like a relief. Like I'd wanted it so bad and I knew I could do it and it happened and it was very special and I was very, very happy. Yep. Well, congratulations. And and what does it mean Thank to start you. the year off so well? Uh, it, this obviously bodes well. It, it reflects on the training, the hard work you've been doing, but it sets you up well for this important year, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, going. this is an Olympic year, so to start the year off like this is really exciting and really encouraging. And, um, you know, this is my first national record with Coach Lynn, 
And so we're really excited, you know, that, that what we're doing is working. And uh, that's pretty cool going into an Olympic year to know that I'm the fittest I've ever been. And um, I'm on the right path, hopefully, to make that team to compete well in Tokyo. Right on. Well, I wish you the very best as you continue your training and your quest for that goal. I'm sure we will see you once again at the Olympics, and uh, it'll be exciting for all Canadians to watch. Congratulations on the record and a terrific race, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much. And I just want to say one more thing to all you young ladies out there who may be in high school or in college and... You know, even if it's not going well now, you could quit like Melinda and I both did after college and come back 10 years later and smash Canadian records. So never give up. If you're passionate about it, stay focused. I love and it. you can do it. Right on. <laughs> That's terrific. Natasha, yeah, no problem. thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. That is the new Canadian record holder in the half marathon, Natasha Wodak. Coming up next, aiming for 100 half marathons. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. Complete on a continuous basis the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon des Neiges of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Bobby Skrinnick of Calgary will be running the half marathon in May with her husband, and it will be the 100th half marathon for both of them. Bobby, welcome to Iron Radio. Well, thank you for having me. So let's go back to the beginning of this story. How did you get into running? And then we'll talk about how you got to 99 half marathons. Uh, my husband was a runner before he met me, and I was quite overweight. And exercise was never a part of our lives. And then we decided one year to get a treadmill for Christmas and try and change our lives. And we thought this treadmill is either going to do great things for us or it's going to be a really expensive clothes hanger. <laughs> and thankfully, it was the first that it was uh, going to change our lives. And after we had it about a month, we thought, let's do a half marathon. And so we signed up for our first half marathon about six months after we bought our treadmill. And after the first one, we were hooked. What was it about that experience that made you hooked? I think that just because running is such a mental game for me anyways, the fact that I did something that not everybody can do, well, every. In my opinion, everybody can do, but not everybody puts their mind to say, yes, they can. And I think just for me, knowing that I came from being so overweight to running a half marathon and, and setting this goal and achieving it was just incredible that I was just, when can we do the next one? Yeah, it really so is empowering, kind of isn't it? Yeah, it's that that feeling of, I started here, I ended up there, I never thought I could get from here to there, but I did. That It just really opens your mind to all the other things you can do, right? Absolutely. I remember standing at the start line of our first half marathon and eavesdropping on some women behind me saying it was their sixth half marathon, and I thought, wow, 
those women are crazy. Like, I'm never doing this again. I knew how much work it took to get to the start line. And after I was done, I was like, I'm going to be that woman. Like, I am going to run my six. And here we are, 99 half marathons later. (laughs) So tell me how long ago that was that you ran your first. That was in June on Father's Day, June 2006. So uh, 13 and a half years ago, basically. Yeah. And in that time, you've done 99 half marathons. We have, yes. Wow. My husband and I both run, so we've we've run together 99 half marathons. And where have some of those half marathons been? Well, obviously, we've done quite a few around Calgary because that's where we live, but we've also... A lot of our travel revolves around a race, so we will find a race, and oh, well, that's going to be our winter holiday, so we've done Disneyland, we've done Disney World, my parents winter in Texas, so we've done Corpus Christi, Hidalgo, Texas, um, Galveston, Texas, we've done Millerville, and Banff, and Edmonton, and Drumheller, and I don't know. Seawees in Vancouver. We did Victoria this past um, October, and we just, our 99th was in Vegas. In Vegas. A great spot for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and it was fun. What I love about this story is a lot of people travel for marathons, and a lot of, you know, I've talked to lots of runners who have accumulated a lot of marathons in their lives, but um, if you want to build up a huge number of races, and if you want to do it as part of your travel experiences, Half marathons are more manageable, right? You're not you're not limping the next day. Uh, you know, you're you can make it all work, and it's and you know you can do multiple ma- half marathons in in a year uh, without having to take eight weeks to recover or something like that, right? Yeah, we find that a half marathon distance is perfect for us. We have done one marathon uh, in uh, Niagara Falls. Actually, we started in Buffalo and ran across the border. But yeah, a marathon distance for us is just a little too much with having kids and both of us running. It just takes that much extra time. But a half marathon distance for us is is perfect. And yeah, like we have done, we had a year where we ran 13 or 14 half marathons in one year. And it's just, we didn't really need to recover. We didn't really need to train. It was just a constant every month run a half marathon, kind of ran a little bit during the week during the break between half marathons and just kept going that whole year. Good for you. And you you have kids now, right? We do. And how old are they? They are now 17 and 15. Sorry, it was my daughter's birthday this week, so I had to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, So a lot of this has happened while you've been raising your kids too, right? So it's, it's been a lot to juggle, I'm sure. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing is our kids have become runners. When we did our 50th half marathon in 2015, they did it with us. So they were 10 and 12. Wow. And yeah, they were, uh, they're pretty amazing. A half marathon at 10 and 12 for your kids. My 12 year old, he is the boy and he beat me about by about 30 seconds he was 201 something he he did a pretty great job and my daughter walked it with my sister but yeah it was they both got the bug for running because of us 
Yeah. So what did that feel like, doing your 50th half marathon, not just with your husband, but also with your kids? It was honestly one of the most incredible days of our lives. We had, uh, our family was all there. We went back to where we're both from. My husband and I are both from Winnipeg, and that was where we did our first half marathon. So we thought our original goal was to do 50 before we were 50. And so we thought, well, we started in Winnipeg. Let's finish in Winnipeg. And so we went home and it was just, it was incredible to have our family and friends there, but it was absolutely amazing to to have our kids complete the half marathon as well. And that's the goal for our hundreds too, is they're going to both run the half marathon in Calgary. So you're going to do this one at home, your 100th half marathon together in Calgary, yes. and you're, you're hoping that a, a bunch of people are going to join you, not just your kids, right? That's right. We are hoping to have 100 of our friends do any distance in the Calgary Marathon. So if they, you know, are walkers and want to do the 5K or want to push themselves a little bit, do the 10, do the half, do the full, do the 50. We don't really care. We just want to have as many people out there being active as possible and hoping to get 100. So what is this story about for you, Bobby, uh, as somebody who uh, who you described yourself as having been overweight before you started running? Now you're uh, not just doing lots of exercise and doing half marathons. You're closing in on 100 half marathons. You're inspiring other people to run. Your kids are running. What has this journey meant for you? Uh, this journey has honestly been our entire lives we everything revolves around running whether it be what we eat or like I said our holidays it's really just kind of shaped our lives and it's a good shaping it's some people have addictions to things that are not so healthy and we kind of have a running addiction and it's it's a good addiction it's really changed all of our lives and I love that our kids have become active and and in the running community as well and how did you make it all work with, you know, your husband having to train and you having to train and having young kids? They're older now, but for a lot of this story, they were they were young and one of you needed to be at home. How did how did you make that all work? Yeah, it would be when we did our longer runs on the weekend, it would be one of you go for a two-hour run and someone else goes for a two-hour run. So it took up, you know, all of a Saturday afternoon or whatever, but when you have a goal and you're focus on making that happen you just you do some people say they don't have time to put that in their lives but I don't know we just that is what we have time for we don't sit down and watch a lot of tv or whatever we make exercises as our focus so it's doable for anybody and what will the 100th half marathon mean for you do you think I want to say the finish line but (laughs) 50 was our original finish line, and I don't think we'll probably stop at 100 either, but it's a pretty huge goal for us, and we're very excited and really hoping that we can have 100 friends join us, but I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to bring in terms of our running, but we definitely will have something something on the back burner to continue this crazy life that we have, and passion that we have for exercise you're not going to stop obviously you're not just going to do a hundredth half marathon and then quit i would think not no (laughs) we might uh look at some more destination runs as we're getting older we love to travel and so we 
would really like to try and do some that we've never done before. We've done the ones locally many, many, many times. So we're looking to find some new ones. My husband and I are celebrating, we did celebrate our 20th anniversary this year, and we're going on a cruise next month to celebrate. And it's a cruise where in every port that we stop at, we do a race. So we're just looking for some unique things out there that will keep us active and find some destination runs. Very cool. Well, it's very inspiring, Bobby. It's an incredible personal journey, and I'm sure it will motivate many other people to keep running or even to start running. I hope so. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Thank you so much. That's Bobby Skrinnick of Calgary. Coming up next week on iRun Radio, we're going to talk to the new Canadian record holder in the marathon. Hope you can join us next week. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.